I'm out of time. All I got is four minutes. Hey, hey, Madonna. Oh, do I get to start this time? Yes, you do, Kenny Finkel. Hi, this is Kenny Finkel. And this is Mark Snyder. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 13, track two. Four minutes to save the world. gosh so okay this song was a huge hit gigantic huge huge hit i was at a club a few months ago this summer celebrating someone's birthday and they played four minutes and every these like tweensters lost their shit were singing along it was i've never seen anything like this in my life <sighs> This, to me, is the beginning of crappy Madonna singles. Oh. I can't believe I said it. I want to take it back because I know people oh are going to be angry gosh. with me. But, like, I really think that this is, like, this reminds me of, like, there's this interview I saw. This is so random, Mark. But oh this boy. is, like, from, like, the late 80s, early 90s where... Um, I think it's 80s, where Sheena Easton put out an album, The Lover in Me. Yes, I have that record. <laughs> I do, I do. And I love And the first Sheena single... Easton. The Lover in Me is like the one song from that album, yes, right? Correct. And she, there's this interview with her. She's like walking up. Um, this is so funny that I remember this. She's walking up like um, one of the canyons in, or one of the mountains in LA with her dog, and they're interviewing her as she's walking. She's like, well, so relaxing to yeah. do an interview while you're walking. Well, she, this is literally, she's dog. like, I'll give you, I'm, I'm walking my dog, so feel free to follow me. I'm Sheena Easton. <laughs> she's like, oh, well, you know, um, the album's out, the first single's out, and that's really all that matters is that first single. And that's <laughs> sort of what I feel with this song. Like, that they just were like, and they talk about this. They're like, this was the last song they wrote. Yeah. They were like, oh, we need a single. We need a single. And then they thought about this idea of four minutes. And I, the, I like the idea of this song. 
Um, and there are parts of the song I wasn't like. Wasn't it like an assistant that said, you've only got four minutes or something like that? <laughs> like, wasn't it something like that in the studio? Well, I mean, the lore is that Tina came no, back. Tina, <laughs> no, Tina, no, no, no. Little shit. No, little shit. Little well, shit, you got four minutes. Uh, you, well, you know that, um, you know there's a song that Stevie Nicks closed her album In Your Dreams with <gasps> called Cheaper Than Free, and that was a quote that Reese Witherspoon shared in the studio where she was like, come and stay at my house in Nashville. And she's like, well, how much would you charge me? And she goes, what's cheaper than free? Oh. And they were like, aha, and they ran to their notebooks. That's oh. what this feels like. We got four minutes to save the world and write a hit song. Yeah, and it sounds like they made it in four minutes. Yeah. Like, it sounds like that. It sounds, I, there's some beautiful melodies in this. Yeah. I think that their voices work together. Sure. I, I mean, they're, they're mixed so that they'll work together. I'm not so sure they work together, but... Madonna's voice, right? Madonna, I guess so. Madonna's voice at the beginning in that, come on, boy. I like. Okay, we haven't heard that voice before, yeah. so that's pretty fun. Um, I don't really love the time is raining. That drives me fucking up the wall. I hate. Well, that. whose song is this? This does not feel like a feature. This feels like a duet. Oh yeah, for sure. But the part I love is like, if you want it, I yeah. got it. That's really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the rest of it. I could do without. I mean, I, I love I love all the different pieces of this song. Like, I love how weird it all, all these different, like, fractured things. And, but when they try and put them all together, it's like, it's like, for a song that was written so quickly and recorded, it, it, there's so many ideas. Well, this is the thing. I think that really there's, this is like going back to, um, you know, like, it's like a song, it's like half of a song. And then they were like, but th we need a song and this sounds like the record, you know, like the uh, like the the hit single. Yeah. You know, the first 40 seconds are Timberlake going, I'm out of time. Timberland. Timberland and Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> you just put them together, Kenny. Timberland. Timberland. Timberlake. Timberland. Timberlake. His name is Tim Mosley. Tim That's Timba. Timberland. Tim Mosley. <laughs> no, I know. And Justin I know, Timberlake. I know all this. Okay. I made a mistake. Okay. Um, it's like Timberland just going, I'm out of time. All I got is four And then minutes. at the end of the song, like the last minute and a half is the same Th this thing. This is what I'm saying. There's yeah. literally only 90 seconds of real material. Yeah, well, hold on. There's probably two and a half minutes of new material. Okay, maybe two. Yeah. Okay. Because then we have like the dancing at the end, yeah. you know, like yeah. or the, 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 the breakdown, breakdown. It's such a weird. So what is the song about? Like it, so it's about taking. Um, b uh, are are you walking the walk or just talking the talk? Um, I think it's like everybody's got to wake up. There's only you know we're we're on a we're on a ticking time bomb, right? Like, um, there's not enough time for uh, like you have to get going because the world is about to explode. Everything's terrible. Um, yeah, but it wasn't terrible, and the four minutes went by, and nothing happened. I mean, the song was over, and then <laughs> we we're, we're like. But the four <laughs> minutes is not literal four minutes. But I think like lyrics like "Come on, uh, yeah, huh? Break down. Come on," are really important lyrics. Madonna, break it. <laughs> uh, come on, uh, my boy. favorite is "Tell me how you want to roll." Uh, mm. <laughs> like, 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 roll where? Are we rolling down a hill? 
I mean, okay. Like, I, I know, like, uh, get freaky, 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 come on. I mean, there's just some really bad lyrics in this. And or lyrics that are obviously, like, as Madonna said, like, lyrics that are made in the moment and, and are more about the sound and the vibe than they are about meaning. And then, like, she's trying to put a meaning into it. Like, I think that the parts of, like, come on, boy, I've been waiting for somebody to pick up my stroll. Well, don't waste time. Give me a sign. Tell me how you want to roll. I feel like that's similar to like me against the music or like, or, you know, come on, you take the lead. I've been taking the lead for so long. It's now yeah. your turn. I want to pass this pass off Pass the you. torch on. Right. It doesn't, but, and, and again, the problem with that is the people she's singing with on both of those songs, me against the music and this song, yeah. are not interesting enough vocalists or personalities to <laughs> justify that torch torch passing. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't... I mean, we need to talk about Justin Timberlake. Okay. And Justin Timberlake, to me, this is the beginning. So when, you know, Britney was at a peak when Madonna kissed her in 2003. Yeah. Justin is at a peak, yeah. and he works with Madonna, and then it all starts to go. Um, no, he has a whole other album cycle with Suit and Tie. That's a huge album. I guess, but um, there, I was started to like realize that this guy is a douche. Well, he is a curse. I mean, think about it. Like he, every woman that he touches. Um, falls apart or has some kind of issue afterwards. Yeah, you know what true. I mean? It's true. It's true. Like he, you know, and it's conspicuous. Like it's like I I was asking you like in in all seriousness, where was he right before Whitney died? Because I feel like he must have touched her. He's like a curse. That is dramatic and um I I mean I I I think what is so troubling about him is how just bland he is because he re- it's really not about him i mean sure he's a lovely person and treats his family but like but listening to him talk in interviews for this album cycle he he has nothing to say and and there's an inherent blandness in his music that that is that is there almost like a movie star so that you can inject what you need to feel into it. Oh no, I don't. I don't agree. Like oh, I think I, he's he's oh. very funny. He's very funny. Okay. Um, and you know he's like you know Dick in a Box. He's like fr- you know that guy. Like he's he's a he's part of like the Andy Samberg. You know Jimmy Fallon. Like they're all they're like all goofy white guy back. You know. Yeah. But I don't. I they're the reason of, hoodies are back. They were at yeah. the time, right? Yeah, yeah. but. And he had a thing, I think, that was cute. Like, he was cute for a while, but, like... And I like some of his songs. I like the album, right, that this is sort of around. Yeah. What Goes Around Comes Around, um, Love Stoned. I love that song, you know? She grabs the yellow bottle. She likes the way it hits her lips. She gets to the bottom. It sends her on a trip so right. She might be going home with me tonight. She looks like a model, except she's got a little more. Don't even bother unless you've got that thing she likes. Ooh, I hope she's going home with me tonight. Hey, those fashion lights come from everywhere. The way they hit, I have to stop and stare. She's got the love stone, man. I swear she's bad and she knows. I think that she knows. 
and and so I think he had something. I don't think he was like super bland, but he was also just like, again, like I I mean this. I was saying it kind of jokingly, like he's a curse. But it's like every situation that he's in, like oh, the Britney thing was Britney's fault. She cheated on him. Yeah. Well, the Janet me, thing was Janet. I, it wasn't yeah, me. I it wasn't, wasn't me. doing. I was yeah. there, but it wasn't yeah. me. Yeah. And and the same with Madonna. Like oh, I was there. I made this, but I'm not really owning it. Um, you know, he does give her the uh, the award at the um, he inducts her into the Rock right. and Roll Hall of Fame, Which, and and he shows up and does does performances of this yeah. all over the place, and and even in um even in like 2012 when he's a guest on SNL, Madonna shows up to introduce him yeah. with Jimmy Fallon. So it's not like they have like a, a we're not, I don't think we're insinuating that there's like some kind of conflict between. I'm sure they're very lovely to each other, yeah. but I do think that. There's something about him at this time, and it also is a time where he's really having to own being an adult man as opposed to a teen pop star. Like uh-huh. he's made that transition, he's made that critical second out al- solo album, and but he's still not a hundred percent the man he's going to wind up being. Really? I don't think so. I think he's he's getting there, and I mean, I think that there's a way that. I don't know. When I was watching the the video, I was like, oh, my God, this is why I wore neck scarves in the late aughts. <laughs> I forgot how influential he was to that scarf, the knotted scarf around your neck. Mm. Remember that look? Yes. Okay. But we were jumping ahead. With I the, know. I'm appalled. That well, I, I was like, oh, I was under his spell and I didn't even know it. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I I agree that we were under his spell. Like, you know, he had he had done the thing like going from the band to the solo. And I think he was at a true peak at this time. Yeah. Like he was super powerful. As was Timbaland. I just want to like go back to Timbaland for a second and totally. Like, oh my you gosh. know, like I, he has made some of my favorite albums or records or singles from, you know, from that time years. period. Yeah. And you know, between Timbaland and um, Pharrell, they were basically responsible for like 80% of the music we were hearing on the radio at this time. Yeah. Timbaland, for me, like my favorite stuff with Timbaland is with Missy Elliott. Like, that your chick? People you know, me and Timbaland been high since 20 years ago. What the dealio? Now what the drillio? If you want to battle me, then let me know. And Aaliyah. It's been a long time, long time. We shouldn't have left you, left you without a dope Step two, step two, step two, step two, step two, step 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 It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you, left you without a dope Step two, step two, step two, step two, step step two. baby girl. What would you do to get to me? What would you say to have your way? Would you give up or try again? Would you 
That's the biggest, the, the saddest thing about the Aaliyah situation was that her music got caught in yeah. in so many years of not being played. Yeah. Because you they couldn't do the streaming rights and the CDs were not available. I mean, it was like her music effectively disappeared for 15 yeah. years and yeah. her work with Timbaland. Yeah, which is some of the best work. Oh, like, my God. Um, um, even the Nelly Furtado stuff, like, you know, um, promiscuous girl, sure, but like the one after that. And when I heard that Madonna was working with Timbaland, I was like, well, that's the sound I would love to hear her voice in. Yeah, you know? yeah. But there's a spareness to a lot of those tracks where it's really the beat, a bass line. And the voice. And the voice. Yeah. And with this, it was like they just threw all of the Now, he had other songs where there's lots of other production on it. And um, it's very identifiable, like a Timbaland song. And I know, like, for sure that... It was, you know, important for him that his sound was clearly represented. Um, but in a way, it's like almost like too much, you know? Well, and, and, and I, I look at the other songs that they did together and they are really all solid songs. I mean, they do Miles Away, they do Dance yeah. Tonight, and then they do Devil Wouldn't Recognize You in Voices. And those are, are much better songs than Four Minutes. And I yeah. think I think that that's, that's what you're, you're, you're putting your finger right on the issue, which is it run-ups against it's half a song, and you've got Timbaland wanting to make really... Um, specific choices about the sound, yeah, and so the 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 sound and the production of it, and I think this happens a lot on this record. Um, kind of overwhelmed the 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 just the simple genesis of that song. Right. Well, I just don't think there was enough of a song there. Like if they were to play the song on the piano, like it's it's a minute and a half. Yeah. Now there is one lyric in this though that I really 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 want us to talk about yeah. because it's also the thing that every time I hear it, I don't get it. Sometimes I think what I need is a you intervention. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that is, uh, well, inter if you think about it, an intervention 
is to intervene and get in the way of and to stop. So right. is it is it, are, is she calling somebody to come and be like? Sometimes I what I think I need is I need new energy, new oh. new spirits coming in. And then Justin replies back, and you know I can tell that you like it and that it's good by the way that you move. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you explain that part of the song to me? I'm just going to repeat the lyrics. Are you going to repeat them and to me? And you know I can tell you that you like it and that it's good by the way that you move. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, and I know but you what can about tell, I know that you can tell you, you like it and that it's good by the way that you move. So I know that you like it by the way that you move. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think what do you uh, like? she, she's she's doing this come hither, come Sometimes in. Sometimes I think what I need is a you intervention. And you know, I can tell that you like it and that it's good by the way that you move. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I don't think they're talking to each other. I think they're talking to the, the throngs, being like, okay. But Donna's like, take some action, people. And Justin's like, I can tell that you're listening and taking it in because you're dancing along with us oh. and then Madonna of course has to get all heavy and go the road to hell is paved with good intentions <laughs> a very original line I've never heard this idea never before. we're back with the devil Kenny but, we're back with oh, yeah. the devil but she sounds I, that's actually one of my favorite parts of the song I love the harmonies that yeah, she does yeah. there she's, she's having um, a great time but she's like you guys can all you, you can intend to do something but unless you do it but if I die tonight, at least I can say I did what I wanted to do. Tell me, how about you? She's asking, or if if we were all to go tonight, we did we did the right thing. Okay. You can you can want all you can say that you're going to do something. You can project that you're going to do something. You can announce you're going to do something. But until you actually take action, yeah. And I can tell you like it by the way that you move and that you're open to it. Then you're going to go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Buy our record. <laughs> song did inspire her to make I am because we are yeah and um, and I think that's that's maybe an important thing like this is a socially conscious song and I yeah. think that is probably partly why it was ultimately successful is because it was a good combination of like Timberland Timberlake yeah. Madonna an idea that was in the universe we're moving we're about to we're in a political year yeah yeah people are thinking about the world and the country and our and our responsibilities yes. to yeah. that yeah so totally i totally. think it hit a perfect you know well and and it's also it was a big success like yeah. it was a huge selling top 10. top 10 it she beat elvis's record with having the most finally like, yeah and and so i think it was her 37th yeah top 10 top 
30 in America. And that's amazing. And so like that too is like, oh, not only do I have these ideas, not only do I put them into a song, but I have the audience who wants to hear it. Yeah. Still. Yeah, or allegedly, it's hard to say, like, because what were they listening to? Were they listening to the new Timbaland song? Were they listening to Justin's song? Were, right, you know. right. Um, the video to this song yeah. is just as wacky as the song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, so it was directed by the French duo Jonas and Francois. Yeah, mm-hmm. what they? They're, they're great. Have you ever met them? Yeah, yeah, no. They're nice super guys. cool, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. They don't speak very much English, though. So, <laughs> so we speak with our hands. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they're they're great. They're amazing. Mm. I really enjoyed working with them. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, sorry, is, is already talking about scandal and things about the video clip. Really? Yeah. Like what? Yeah, I don't know. Sexual choreography with Justin and things like that. Oh no. Mm. It's very wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But as always, this scandal things when we talk about you. How do you live with that? Um, as scandalously as possible. And it was shot in London. And it's basically a video of Madonna in the corset from reinvention tour without all the beads. <laughs> and Justin in some kind of like I don't know, like layered. There's lots of layers yeah. and he's wearing like suspenders hanging. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. what? I think it's from his fashion line in all honesty. Oh. And and they just kind of chase each other through all this like world that's disappearing. Yeah, the world is disappearing behind them as as they're running. And they're trying to they're trying to escape it. Yeah. Because they're otherwise yeah. going to be eaten up. And we see like people and it's really vi- visceral and like kind of shocking at times where like that moment when the two ki- teenagers are making out and then we see th- their yeah, heads their split and we can see inside, I mean, inside them. them. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much a doctor's office at, you know, showing the insides of the cadaver. Yeah. It was disgusting. Um, and I think she looks beautiful in the video. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I like her hair. I like, I like what she's wearing. I love, you know, my only, my, fi- the only part of the video I really like is when they do the breakdown at the end and they're just dancing in front of the big four minutes. You love- like that? It's so weird. The but two I love of them that. have no chemistry. They're kind no, of I doing disagree. this. Madonna's doing all these back bends and doing all this crazy stuff. He's kind of doing his thing. Yeah, he's just like supporting her. He's like, go girl, go girl. <laughs> I mean, I don't love the part where they're like jumping around the cars, but there's Madonna with cars again. I know. Um, And apparently this was a very intense, you know, shoot. She got really bruised and the behind the scenes. She's complaining the whole time. (laughs) That's a theme of this whole thing. She's like, let's just do it. This video has really been about pain maintenance. Came out late. Because he hit my head on the car. Did I hit your head? You know what? Did I hit your head? Everything's coming out wrong right now. I don't get it. I don't care for it. I don't, it's like the video, like the videos for this whole cycle are disappointing to me. Well, I, none of them have real a real narrative point of view. And I think Correct. that that's part of it. I think the other part of it is, is go, goes back to our theme with this album. Madonna didn't have a lot of time. Like you, you're yeah. squeezing these things in and then you're just kind of letting 
editors and other people do the stuff. Well, she said they didn't understand what they were making. Like no. until and I, I think she liked what came of it. Yeah. But this is again like um, you know, a part in her career where she's having a she's just yeah, not have a lot of time. She's hands off. She's trusting other people with her sensibilities. And I really think like this is like, you know, I feel like right now in the time period we're in now, like yeah. she's back at the helm with people who believe and understand her legacy and who she is. Yeah. But at this moment in her career, there were it was like sort of like a turnover of a new generation who didn't value her as an as a as an artist. And because she didn't have the same cachet, like because of what had happened with confessions where there was the one big single, but then nothing else could get played on the radio. And it happened with American Life, you know, yeah. that we were on yeah. this sort of like, is she valuable or not? Her contract is ending. Are we really need to... We just yeah. enshrined her in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. She's now a legacy act. Like, yeah. why are we... And that there's some kind of like, like, no one was in the office. Like, or yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ev yeah. everybody was like, oh, it's fine. It runs on its own or I it, don't really care or I don't understand it. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a combination of all of those things. And there's also because it's it's Madonna. Well, she's going to handle it because she always handles it. And the reality yeah. is that she didn't have the bandwidth to handle everything. But, you know, a lot of people love this and think this is a great song and an important song for her. And um, well, and I think in some ways I think it is important because it did. It did what it needed to do, which was sell the album, and it does sell the album. It is the single, and I, and it, it reminds me of a lot of those. It's funny you brought brought up Sheena Easton earlier because there were a lot of these kinds of musicians in the '80s, particularly who were out, who were people who had like, I've got like eight songs, and then we need to pay somebody huge to come in and record the single, right? And that's going to be the one that goes yes. out, and none of the other. It's it can have nothing to do with the rest of the record. Yeah, and. I I honestly feel like this happens. This feels like that too. But I think that this happens for every album after this. Yeah, somewhat. Somewhat. I would agree with you somewhat. Yeah. Give Me All Your Loving sort of fits in with the album, but doesn't quite. Like it is It is part of the I think that's closer to being in that. Kind of, but it but it also has a very specific, it knows where it was going to go. Living for Love is the same to yeah. me. Like it is, it is in that world, but it's also like we wanted the dance single. Yeah, yeah. And certainly on um, Madame X, like Medellin was like, you know, thrown in at the last minute. It doesn't fit on that album. No, that's true. That's true. Um, that's true. I, 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 but there's something, there's also this, this kind of, as as dancey as it is, there's the, the heaviness of the message keeps it from lifting out. Uh -huh. And that's why I think so many of the pieces of it kind of, it keeps changing as a song, just like in the video, it keeps changing like worlds and stuff, but it never, it never like ascends. It right. just keeps like, it's like it's on a revolve as opposed to an escalator. Ah, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't feel like it takes off for me. It feels very heavy. I think those those horns really get in my way. Yeah, I hate those horns. I know people love them, and I, I like also, you know, Glee does a really fun version of this where they have like a real full, you know, um, marching band and conversation. It feels like more of a conversation yeah, between yeah. two equals.
when I heard that, I was like, I'm thinking about that. I was like, well, she had done this at the Super Bowl with that whole marching band who she had come yeah, on. Maybe yeah. I would love the song more. You know what I mean? Like if it had been like, because in a way, like it could uh, could have opened the Super Bowl. Sh- sh- I guess. I, I mean, guess. I think everything's fine with the Super Bowl performance. I'm not yeah, at all. Yeah. I don't want to touch that. But I'm also like, if there was a time to do it with like a big marching band, that would have been the time. Totally. Know? Totally. Um, well, I have I have something else. I've, I keep having confessions to you, Kenny. This I is like it. this was a big turning point for me because I had stopped buying the singles. Wow. With this album, I, I I didn't buy the single, the physical singles anymore. I stopped doing it with this album, mm-hmm. and I and now I feel bad I didn't because well, you don't have them. I don't have them, and 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 the the cover art I miss the, I miss remembering the cover art of these. Um, but this had this, this for the, uh, such a chaotic song. It has some really good single, some remixes. Yeah, for sure. And and I really love them. I really love them. Um, my favorite. Well, I love that that Peter Rosshofer did three mixes. <laughs> Peter Rauhofer. Ra- oh my God, it's been a while. Peter Rauhofer did. Well, he was traveling the world, saving places. He was saving Paris. He was saving London. He was saving New York. I don't know if he did save any of them. What though. did he save them from? <sighs> this song? No, but a bunch. But I love those mixes. Discovery this time was the rebirth remix. I love that's my favorite remix of the on the whole on the whole. Well, I was wondering, like, is that 
was that on the original remix album or is it one that was not released originally and now it was on the original remix in a in an abbreviate that that's oh. the other thing about the single the the, the maxi single um, had shorter versions oh. and the streaming version has these longer versions of the of the this is one of the things that I love is like this time period we're in now where like all these things are being released in their full expression or yeah. we're getting these mixes that weren't originally released. It's so much fun and they're also good. They're you know? all they're great. There was a lot of discovery. And and Tracy Young Tracy swoops Young is back still here. in and gives us a lovely, lovely yes. little breakdown. Oh, fantastic. Lovely little Sounds breakdown. Sounds great. Yeah, I love what she brings to the song. Though I don't know that, you know, there are any of them that I'm like, oh, it makes the song better for me. I think there are times where I think when when we can hear her vocal pulled out more, I think it's really pretty and clean. And I like when all of the other I like when we're just on a dance floor palette. Like we can hear much better, much better for the song. Hear the melody. And, well, you, 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 know. you. I, I think, and and this is this is one of the things that I think is really interesting about remixes sometimes the more inferior songs are better remixes because they're not trying to ignore they don't need to ignore that thing that made the song so good right and now they can just kind of build it into right. whatever they want yeah 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 it's sure. almost freer i think yeah i think you're right yeah, yeah for sure um they perform this song all over the place yeah anywhere that would have them <laughs> and um, never though with Timbaland, he never showed up to do his part of it. That's fine. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I think um, it's one of those. I think it's a moment in time in Madonna songs yeah. where she's doing what she needed to do to get a successful song and get her album out of the gate with a strong start. Yeah, I think she. Yes, for sure. And. Uh, I just going to the live performances. I don't think like they're very compelling. I don't like this thing of like the moving part, you know, the moving screens that they hide behind and yeah. turn around. It's really like it's just it's again like it seems to match the song. Like it's well, just I, like, I, my favorite part is when they they they're singing the lines "grab a boy, grab a girl," and they both grab some grab a dancer. Yeah, it's like it's I almost like, also literal. It's like what? It is the most. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's like it's it's kind of lazy or. Yeah. Oh gosh, poor those poor dancers in those track suits. They're in like track suits. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should talk really quickly about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Okay. Because this is kind of the, this is the apex of the branding of Justin and Madonna. And um, Madonna gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on her first um, eligibility, which caught, ruffled a lot of feathers. As you may know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it's 25 years after your first single song is released that you're eligible. So yeah. you have to wait that long. And um, Madonna did a very fuck you to the <laughs> to the, the hall by um, showing up uh, with Justin Timberlake to induct her, someone very of the moment, and then having Iggy Pop perform two songs from yeah. a fellow Detroit coming in, not performing herself. She's a month out from this album coming out. Yep. And, um, and they sit and watch very politely, and uh, then they leave. <laughs> Right. <laughs> For the rest of the show. <laughs> what do you think about her speech that she gives? 
I remember being, first of all, I love the homosexual that's standing in the, that, that refuses to sit down and let her do her thing. And <laughs> that, that jacket, he's uh-huh. adorable. Uh-huh. He flew all the way from London. He screams it during the, <laughs> um, I love it because I didn't think she would go back and thank all of the people from her, her past, yeah. the Gilroy brothers, all of those people. Yeah. And I was very moved that she yeah. always, she's kind of kept her feet on the ground. Well, it was one of the first times she's really done that in in a in a way like that where she she sort of pieces it all together for us in a way like we've known the myth of Madonna, the yeah. stories, but we I don't always feel like I hear her talk about you know, except it was like on in print. I don't feel like it was a lot of like visual of her talking about the Breakfast Club, the Gilroys, Stephen Bray, like and sort of and or Mark Cammons or you know and and Seymour Stein. We hear the infamous story of Seymour Stein over in the and over again. And but to see her put it all together, and then my favorite part is just this thing of like, I turned around and I turned around. I, the the it, and then it was this, and then it was this, and then it was this, and that way that she talks about how her life is sort of like. I don't know one, how I got one, here. One surprise after another. And that it's hap- it's like, if I think of my life, it's like that. It's like that. It's like, it was really um, profound to me thinking about like, well, that's how I feel watching your life. It feels like it moves so fast. And like, does my life move that fast too? Or, you know, like, oh, yeah. and then I'm here and then I'm here. I thought that was really beautiful. There's no way that I could ever imagined that my life would unfurl as it has. In one way, it feels like a series of suddenlies. One day I was a struggling dancer in Manhattan, and then suddenly I was in a band, and I was doing gigs at CBGB's in Max's Kansas City. And, and then suddenly I met Seymour Stein hooked up to an ivy drip in a hospital bed. And then suddenly I got signed to Sire Records. And then suddenly, I was rolling around on the floor at the MTV Awards with my ass hanging out. What nobody knows is that I lost one of my high heels and I dove to the ground to find it. And suddenly, it was a dance move. Yikes. And then I had to go backstage and look at my manager, who was white as a ghost, freaking out and telling me I just ruined my career. What did he know? (laughs) Then suddenly, I was on the stage at Madison Square Garden and I looked out into the audience and every girl was dressed like me. (laughs) Freak me out. (laughs) Anyways, suddenly and suddenly and suddenly, that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is that everything happened exactly as it was supposed to happen that I worked with the amazing people I was supposed to work with, that I traveled to the amazing places I was supposed to travel to, that I made the mistakes that I was supposed to make, that the universe would conspire to help me and guide me all the way up to this moment where I am standing in front of you. And finally, I have the chance to say thank you to so many people. Michael Rosenblatt, I wish he was here tonight. He's the person that more or less discovered me in a nightclub in Manhattan. He told me what he was an A&R guy at Sire Records. I had no idea what an A&R guy was, but it sounded important. So I jammed my demo tape into his hand. 
We both did a tab of ecstasy, and then we danced the night away. <laughs> That's the truth. The next person I have to thank is Liz Rosenberg. I know she's also here somewhere. Now, does anybody understand the insanity of being my publicist for the last 25 years? Cut to Freddie DeMann. Another man I want to thank. The ultimate Mac Daddy manager, slick back hair, tan, smelling of expensive cologne, big desk, smoking a cigar. Yeah, he drove a Porsche. <laughs> he gave me a ride back to my hotel on that Porsche. By the time we got there, he was my manager. <laughs> and there was no monkey business, okay? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> see, he rubbed off on me. This speech was not meant to have a lot of sexual innuendos, somehow. He's bringing sexy back. Okay, I'll get you. Um, okay, so it is while I was with Freddie that I met this incredibly cocky Israeli teenager named Guy Osiri. <laughs> he kept pestering me with his ideas. He never stopped scheming, he was relentless. And today, He's my manager. <laughs> I would also like to thank all of my fans who have stuck by me through thick and thin. God knows they've stuck by me, yes. Now be quiet. No. To my teachers, my friends, and my family, I thank you all for facilitating this journey, which for me has only just begun, and for reminding me that I am only the manager of my talent, not the owner. But for me, it always does, and it always will, come back to the music. So thank you, thank you. very much. And, and I think there's something about that speech that's like, it went so fast, I can't be here already. So right. why, do, why do I need to be comfortable being here? I'm not going to be. And, um, and, and a lot is, uh, uh, there's a lot of change for her and her life like right on the horizon in this moment in March of, of, nine, of 2008. Yeah. The album's going to come out. She has no idea how it's going to go. Her marriage is breaking up. There's lots of changes at home. There's lots of industry changes that she's rolling with. She doesn't know how the Live Nation deal is going to go, but though it's yeah. already been announced. And so there's a lot of like question marks. And I think by looking back and kind of paying, and also the karmic goodness of giving kudos where they should, where they're deserved, will, sure. will, will service her going forward and kind of clarify things. 
so that she knows what to do as the next step. Yeah, I mean, I also think it's brilliant positioning. I think like, you know, it's possible she couldn't have, she wouldn't have gotten in and she would have tried again in another year or two or whatever. But like, I think the positioning is like, I'm going to be 50. I'm about to have this album, this Warner Brothers ending, Live Nation is going to start. She's very aware that the way that you make money is on tour and she knows she's a great touring artist. This is what she's proven. Yeah. She's about to go on her biggest tour ever. Yeah. Um, or in many years. And that this being like rock and roll hall of fame, Madonna on tour is partly why that tour was so huge. You yeah. know, the same with like the it's, next tour. Yeah. Oh, uh, because of the halftime of the, half time you know I mean? of the so yeah. Super Bowl. Well, I, and it's, it's, I think the, the hall of fame is also a reminder Yes. To people of the legacy. Yes. And, and and it's interesting because I went on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame website and one of the things that was very, there's an essay that goes with every single person that is inducted. And Madonna starts with ignore the spangles and the sparkle and the, this is like a legitimate songwriter and pop like craftsman of the last 50 years. Yeah. And it and it's a really like respectful, wonderful essay about Madonna at that time when they inducted her and it really is to have somebody of the you know the Timberlake generation speak about Madonna and the boldness and the and the creative um, legacy that she's had at that point, I think also buttressed what was to come with the tour and everything coming after it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I remember she she's wearing gloves. First time, and this was the beginning of the gloves. And I was starting, I was already worried. I was like, why is she wearing gloves? What's happening? But I thought the gloves were a throwback or callback to 1985 Madonna. The, they were lace gloves. They were black. They were like they were sort of, I thought that they were, I wasn't thinking about them with any worry or thinking about her hands or anything. I, like, I was thinking they were know. left over from, I don't remember lace, I remember leather, and I thought they were box, the boxing gloves from the cover. Oh, And oh. that she was kind of wearing something to reference that. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, you may be right. Yeah. But I they're everywhere. That, I thought the outfit and the hair that night was not my favorite Madonna look. Like, yeah. I, sometimes at these events she shows up and she's like, because I also think like the women in music event, like it's not my favorite Madonna look. Now I, I hate to say that yeah. in that way, yeah. but like, you know, sometimes she shows up and I'm like, Oh, she's she's made a choice about how she looks for this. Well, event. she's performing. She she wants to be demure and and gracious. And I mean, it's it's very it's very. Um, there's no surprise to that black outfit with the hair. I mean, everything for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show. It's very it's very like I'm not going to do any of the 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 cheap stuff. No, well, for sure, Take but there seriously. were there were other ways she could have shown that she chose this specific way. Yeah, I was thinking at this time, and I really do believe this is true until she gets on tour that she was going. I feel like you can always see on Madonna's face when she's in an unhappy time. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a tension, and I feel like I could see that. I wouldn't have known what was. I mean, I knew something was going on, but you never know what's rumor and what's true. Well, and and there's 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 a not a pinched quality, but there's something closed when she's yeah. doing that speech. And the best times with Madonna, when she's happy, she includes. It's very open. There's an inclusivity to her energy. Yeah. Like a lot of people. I mean, like when you're happy and you, you want to share that happiness with other people. When you're not, she almost gets smaller. Uh-huh. And, and, and the voice, the cadence of the voice gets smaller, tighter. And she's just she's she's just kind of doing the thing. 
she was under such scrutiny. I mean, we haven't talked about it, but this is probably a great moment to talk about. Like she was turning 50 or she had just turned 50 and, or she was about to turn 50 and that there was all this scrutiny about her and her face. She had gotten like the first big facelift. Right. And <laughs> there's that image of her on, uh, holding the world, you know, yeah, uh, for yeah. vanity fair. For vanity like, we fair. See the, yeah, cheeks, the cheeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The face has changed. Yes. Well, and, and she's no longer in control of her image and, and it's being wrestled away from her, mm. the commentary about it right yeah well and that you know there's something about madonna always where we're using her as an aged clock like we look at her like i don't mean it that way you know what i mean like that tiktok tiktok yeah that time is very essential to the madonna story like yeah how much she's done and the amount of time she's doing it and that she's aware of like well, this may be the last time she gets the, you know, maybe four minutes. Part of that is like, this may be the last time I get this platform. Yeah. So what yeah. am I going to use it for? Yeah. But yeah. also that we're reckoning with like watching somebody age in front of us, you yeah. know? I want to discuss 50 because um, my opinion is I think the world has become obsessed with you turning 50. Yes. Am I, am I right? Yeah, they have. Uh, I, I, but I think probably it's got more to do with, oh my God, she's still here? She's still around? She's still doing things? Yeah. Is there satisfaction at the beginning of the career? Were there any reviews that people say, give you a timeline how long you would last? Yeah, like a week. <laughs> no one thought I would last. So there. So there? Yeah. I'd like to think that I had more to do, that my career is more about, um, you know, promoting freedom of expression and celebrating people who are different and uh, um, and pushing the envelope, thinking in an unconventional way. And I think respect comes when you do it for a long time and you talk the, t- talk, the talk and you walk the walk and you, ha- you have to earn it. Till next time. Goodbye. Bye. How often do you weave your hair? I bet this stuff soaks up all your sweat. Ah, yes, that smell. Bad smell coming out of your head? Yeah, yeah. We make tonight. You make a bad smell? Bad smell. Ah.